0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena and I'm bringing you today's word for June 30th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word because this is a season of new levels for us. We are walking in new levels. God has declared new levels over this season. I just wrote a book entitled Level up your life. Why? Because I declare that this is a season of new levels for us Where the grace of God is made available for us to level up And now we have to provide the faith where God has provided the grace Well, faith begins where the will of God is known Faith comes by what? Hearing Hearing by what? The Word of God So we're going to go to the Word this morning If you and I, we want to level up, and I believe that we do How are we going to level up? We're going to level up with the Word All right, so that said, we've been uh, going into the parable of the sower for months now, and I'm teaching you from this parable lots of things, and uh, God is blessing me as I release it unto you, and I want to go back to this parable again this morning. The title of today's message, this is the parable of the sower, the mother of all parables. The title of today's message from this parable is God's grace. I'm going to talk about God's unearned amazing grace and our requirement to be good ground. So I'm going to talk about two things, God's grace and our requirement to be good ground. And so some people think that God's grace means that God is going to do it anyway. So I don't have any requirements. No, God requires faith of us and he requires us to be good ground. So let's talk about it. So let's get into the word for this morning. Mark chapter 4. Beginning at verse 13, the Bible says that a farmer, the farmer is like somebody who takes the seed, the seed is God's word, sows it down inside of people. Now, sometimes the seed falls along the side of the road, and those are like the people that hear the word of God, but they don't understand it. And because their understanding is unfruitful, Satan comes immediately, snatches away the word that was sown in their heart so it doesn't produce. Other people are like rocky ground. These are the people that quickly and gladly accept the word of God. They say, amen, pastor. They high five their neighbor, but they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. They have a surface level relationship with God as a result. As soon as trouble comes, the persecution comes because of the word that they receive, that they're quick to give up. Other people are like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. These are the the people that hear the word of God. They receive the word of God. However, they have allowed their lives to become full of other things. They got other things going on, not God, like the kids of this world, the love of money and everything else they want. And so these other things grow up like weeds and choke out the word. Other people are like good ground. Say good ground. Yes, we want to be good ground. The good ground receives the word of God understands it, holds on to it, adds patience to our faith. We're not going to give up when trouble comes. And then we don't have competing priorities. God, Jesus is the Lord of our lives. Either he is Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. And so now when we get to that point, the word works the word does what it does. And and so what does it do? It produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes a hundred times more. And we are after you and I, 100. We're looking for a hundredfold return, but we have to be good ground. So let's talk about it. What does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning. And this is the point in the message where I ask you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions and lock in to hear what God is saying. There's a voice behind my voice, There's a word behind my word while I'm speaking. At the same time, the Holy Spirit is speaking. So you're going to hear me, but then you're going to hear God through me. You ready? Here we go. Three things. Number one, here we go. Jesus ushered us into a dispensation of grace. Now I've taught a lot on grace and, and, you know, if you've been following me for any amount of time, you know, as a matter of fact, even in the book, I dealt with the law versus grace. So there's a lot of teaching. Uh, on on grace versus the law and the dispensation of grace on todaysword.org and on our YouTube channel and all of that. But let me just talk about it this morning. The Bible says in John 1 and 17 that the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So when you think about the law, the law that was ushered in through Moses, the law, the 10 commandments, plus the 600 more commandments that are found in the first five books of the Bible. So you have all of these laws. The law was ushered in through Moses those that were written on tablets of stone, and then the additional commandments as well. But then Jesus came and the Bible says that grace was ushered in through Jesus. So there was a dispensation of the law, Old Testament, when they were under the law, the rules. And then now we're New Covenant, New Testament, we're under grace. Now, grace doesn't mean you don't have to do anything. That's what I'm going to talk about today. But let me just talk about the law versus grace for a moment. In Romans 6 and 14, the Apostle Paul makes this very clear. He says, we are no longer under the law. We are under grace. This is Romans 6 and 14. So th- there's nothing wrong with the law, right? There's nothing wrong with the Ten Commandments. Matter of fact, there's nothing wrong with, with the laws at all. I mean, the only thing I guess you could say that that is wrong is that they're too right. So when you look at the Ten Commandments versus 600 plus more commandments, the only issue is that no human could ever fulfill them. You are not, the only human to ever fulfill the law was Jesus. So he fulfilled it for us. And so there's nothing wrong with rules, but rules can't make us right. Rules can only show you, show us when we're wrong. The whole purpose of the law was to get man, man to the end of himself. The whole purpose of the law was to show us that we needed a savior. Well, that savior came. His name is Jesus. So now we're under grace. Grace is unearned. It's unmerited. It's undeserved. God does not bless us because we're good. God blesses us because God is good. Now, So does that mean that we don't have to do anything? Of course not. So let me keep explaining. Let me keep going, right? Let's go to number two. Number two, grace is not a license for sin, and grace is not a license for laziness. So some people understand or misunderstand the message of God's grace and the freedom that it provides to means that, okay, well, now I have freedom under grace, so I can do whatever I want. The Apostle Paul did a really good job of explaining this in his letter to the believers in Galatia. Also, he wrote about this in his letter to the believers in Rome. So if you read Romans and Galatians, you're going to see a lot about this. But let me read for you Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. I'm actually going to read this to you in three different translations, and then we'll talk about it. So Galatians 5 and 13, the Bible says, Beloved ones, God has called us to live a life of freedom, freedom in the Holy Spirit. But don't view this wonderful freedom as an opportunity to set up a base of operations in the natural realm, freedom means that we become so completely free of self-indulgence that we become servants of one another, expressing love in everything that we do. That same verse, Galatians 5 and 13, easy to read version reads, my brothers and sisters, God chose you to be free, but don't use this freedom as an excuse to do what pleases your sinful selves. Instead, serve one another in love. Galatians five and thirteen message Bible says it is absolutely clear that God has called you to live a free life. say I'm free. God has called you to live a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want and to de- basically destroy your freedom. Rather, use this freedom to serve one another in love, and that's how freedom grows so whenever I, I'm teaching on on grace and and freedom. People say, well, hold on for a minute, Rick. I mean, so are you saying that now under grace I can do whatever I want? That means that I'm free, so I'm free to sin? Of course not. Paul explained this in, in Romans chapter six. So he was like, okay, listen, let me let me explain this. He was like, let me to be very clear, God's grace has come to overtake sin. So God's grace, once you're born again, and once Jesus is your Lord, then the grace of God forgives you of sin, right? So here you have sin, here you have grace. And grace overtakes sin. Paul explains, well, sin can never overtake grace. So if you sin more, God is just going to give you more grace. If you sin more, God is going to give you more grace. But there will never be a point where sin can overtake grace. So then Paul asks the question, like rhetorically, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> so should I continue in sin? so that grace could abound? So he was like, like, yeah, I know what you guys are thinking, but come on, that's terrible thinking. If you're thinking, oh, well, then I could keep sinning because I could do whatever I want because that means that no matter how much sin I provide, God is going to provide me more grace. Should I continue in sin so that grace would abound? Paul asked the question and then gives us the answer. He says, God forbid, of course not. Why would you do that? I mean, listen, if you're thinking that way, your thinking is jacked up. And so he says, No, God forbid. He says, Our old sinful life ended. It's dead. So how can you continue in sin? So he's like, No, you're not supposed to continue in sin. To continue in sin is to miss the whole point altogether. In Galatians 5 and 13, once again he says he called us to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit, not as an excuse to do whatever you want, but we don't, we're not free to sin, we're free from the power of sin. So don't view this, Paul says, as an opportunity to set up your base of operations in the flesh. You're like, well, Rick, what does this have to do with the parable of the sower? I got you. I'm coming back to it. Just keep listening. So if you peel back the layers of what the apostle Paul is saying, it's, he's saying that, listen, grace is freedom. God's grace that came through Jesus is freedom. We are now free from sin. We are now free from Satan. We are now free from the limits of this world. We are free from the limits of our humanity. We should not set up a base of operations in the natural realm. The Holy Ghost came so we could set up a base of operations in the spirit realm. Glory to God. So now we're not limited by us. It's the grace of God on me. God calls me to do something and I'm like, okay, I'll do it. but, But wait a minute, I don't have the money. But God told me to do it, so he has to provide it. But, but I don't have the wisdom. No, no, no. God can give me wisdom that exceeds my education and experience. Oh, I don't have this. Stop. I don't have the relationships. God can send people to me and favor it. They will open up doors. God will open up doors for me with people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help me in ways that I cannot help myself. So there's no longer excuses. I'm not limited to the limits of this world. I'm, I know, there are no limits anymore. I believe God. I am a human conduit of the divine. I will do whatever God tells me to do. I will go. Wherever God tells me to go, I will say whatever God tells me to say when I get there. Why? Because God is living in me. John 14 and 10, he's giving me the words and he's performing the work. There are no limits. All things are possible to him that believes. I believe God. So grace is not a license for laziness. Grace is not a license for sin. Grace is not a license for selfishness. If you think that way, you don't understand grace. You don't understand that you are free from the limits of sin. Satan has no power over you. Fear has no power over you. God is the Delivered you from all of that. And now you are setting up your base of operations, not in the natural realm, you're setting up your base of operations in the heavenly realm. That's why in Colossians, Paul said, Set your mind on the things that are above, like a like a thermostat. I'm Click, 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 I set my mind on heaven setting. I'm thinking on the things that are above. I'm looking up and not down. I'm looking forward and not backward. And I'm not limited by my my power, my ability, my strength. I'm not limited by my wisdom or my education. I'm not limited by my bank account or how much money I have or don't have. I'm not limited. I'm not limited by any of that. I'm not limited by my skin color. I'm not limited by my, my socioeconomic status. I'm not limited by any of that. I'm I, Whatever God says, do, I can do. Wherever God says, go, I can go. God's super is on my natural. I can do things that I could never do without God because the grace of God is on me. So when you get a revelation of God's grace and you open up your heart, to God's limitless power, Paul is saying, now you're not limited anymore. So no, you're free, not free to sin. Come on, that's dumb. No, you're free. You're free to be a human conduit of the divine. This is how you get past the limits of your humanity. This is how you get past your your last name or your skin color or where you grew up. This is how a Dominican kid from Brooklyn could do different things now because I'm, I'm open to whatever God wants to do and I'm down for whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I'm open. This only happens when you decouple yourself. This only happens when you, when you disconnect from the limits of your humanity. This only happens. And this is why grace is so important. This is why understanding the, the grace of God is so important because people that are religious that don't understand grace, people that are religious are focused on their performance. And performance-based religion can never do this stuff. People that are very religious that are just focused on their performance can never believe on the level of God's goodness and God's grace. Let me say it this way. Here's the problem. Religion kills your faith. Because religion is based on performance. So as soon as you do something wrong, and duh, you're going to do something wrong because you're a human. As soon as you do something wrong, then Satan is going to come and try to get you into guilt and shame and condemnation. And then you'll stop believing because your belief was based on your performance. Your your faith was was tied to religion and tied to your performance. And you cannot You cannot believe... You could never perform. Let me say it this way. Look at me. Let me be very clear about this. The reason why you got to open up your heart to God's grace is because what God wants to do in, with, and through your life is far greater than your performance. You can never perform on the level of God's goodness. You can never perform on the level of what God wants to do in your life. And if all you're gonna do is always be focused on your performance, then you will never believe on the level that God wants you to believe. If God only gave you, if God only gave me what we deserve, we would all be men and women most miserable. God doesn't bless us based on our performance. God blesses us by his unearned and amazing grace. We don't qualify but Jesus qualified for us, say amen to that. All right, number three. And so, so so, now you're like, well, Rick, what does this have to do with the parable of the sower? Okay, my last point, God's grace though does not exonerate you from the requirement to be good ground. So, so now, even though I'm, I'm driving home and point number two, all of this, the grace of God, the goodness of God, not your performance, disconnected from you, you're not limited by you, all of that stuff. And it's all true, but it's also true that you have to be good ground. Why? So that you can believe. The whole thing about the good ground and the parable of the sower is not about performance. It's about faith. The parable of the sower is not a parable about religion or your performance or doing things right. It's a parable about faith. The same perfect sinless person, Jesus, that ushered us into a dispensation of grace is telling us that we have to be good ground. Why? So that we can believe. Right, our ability to believe and receive what God said is our only limiting factor in the military. We would call it a limp fact, right? Limiting factor. Our only limp fact is our capacity to believe God. You are only limited by your capacity to believe God. Mark 9 and 23 says, All things are possible to him who believes. If you can believe it, you can receive it. If you can believe it, you can have it. If you can believe it, you can, God will enable you to see the invisible to perform the impossible. Why? Because you believe God. That's what this parable is about. One of the greatest lessons that we can glean from this parable is a message of faith and how God requires faith of us. The people who are like the, the wayside soil, they can't have faith because they don't even understand the word. They don't understand the word, so they can't exercise faith in a word that do they do not understand. You will never maximize what you do not understand. The people that are like the rocky ground, these are people, they, they, don't, they can't do nothing great because they only have faith in church. They high-five their neighbor, but as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes, they're quick to give up. So they give up. They got a word on Sunday. By Thursday, they already gave up. These are people that have faith, but they don't have patience. They don't have any endurance. The people are, that are like the the thorny ground. These are people that can't change the world. Why? Because they're focused on other things. The cares of this world, the love of money and everything else they want. The parable of the sower is a parable about faith. It's a parable where Jesus is saying, this is the mother of all parables because for you to be good ground, you got to believe. For you to be good ground, you got to receive the seed of the word. For you to be good ground, you got to meditate and medicate on God's word. For you to be good ground, you got to let the word do what it does in your heart. You have to believe God. You have to give, your heart has to be an environment that is conducive to miracles. Your heart is a breeding ground for miracles because your heart is ready to receive the word of God and let the word of God do what it does. So some rely on God's grace to to, to say, well, that means I don't have to do anything because it's the grace of God. I don't have no requirement. No, you have a requirement. You you have a, your requirement is to be good ground. Don't mean that. Don't think that you don't have to do anything. You have to do something. You have to get the word down in your heart and then meditate and meditate on it day and night. Let me close with this point. And I got a little bit excited today. But listen, let me close with this point. The harvest God wants to produce in your life. Is tied to the seed that he sows in your heart. Let me say that again. The harvest that God wants to produce in your life is tied to the seed that he's sowing in your heart, meaning the word, what he's speaking to you. That's why in Matthew 4 and 4, Jesus said that we don't live by bread only. We live by every word that we receive from God. So what God is saying to me, that's how I live. What God is saying to me, that's how I live. What God is saying to me, that's how I live. I'm living by everything God is saying to me. That's why I got to get in his word and read the 66 books of the Bible. That's why I got to pray and let let the Holy Spirit speak to me because I'm living by what he said. And then the harvest comes from the seed. What he said is seed, right? And then when I receive the seed, boom, he can produce a harvest. But there can be no harvest where there is no seed. Let me say that again. Without hearing from God, without getting the written word of God down in your heart, you won't have a harvest. Because you don't have seed. There can be no harvest where there is no seed. So if we want to level up, we have to level up our commitment to the word of God. We have to level up our commitment to reading the Bible, spending time with with God in prayer, listening to the Holy Spirit. And whenever God says something to us, we write it down, that seed. And we let the seed do what it does. And because God gave us seed, he's the Lord of the harvest. He will give us a harvest. But there won't be any harvest where there is no seed. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. <laughs> my God, I feel like a preacher today. All right, let's close this out. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, "Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up my life by opening my heart to your amazing grace. You love me and bless me according to your goodness and not my own." However, I refuse To make your grace my crutch, I know what you have commanded me in your word. I know what I'm led of your spirit to do. So I declare that I'm good ground. I walk in accordance with your word. I will my will to align with your will. I follow your ways. I am free from the power of sin. I am free. From the power of Satan. I believe, I receive, I'm free to be the man that I'm born to be. I am free from the limits of my humanity. And I'm free, Father, to change the world. So I enter this day as a human conduit of the divine. You live in me, you flow through me, you change the world with me. And greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. I told you it was going to be good. If you're not getting my notes, you should get my notes. And you get it for free. (laughs) Go to today'sword.org, click on the subscribe button at the top right of the website, put in your email address. You're gonna get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor if this message was a blessing to you, go into the chat right now and write something. I go back and I read every comment and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Go out there because you're free. You are free to be the man, the woman that God called you to be. Level up with your commitment the word. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.